Well, again, everybody, welcome again to another Blessed Wins Bible message. I hope everybody's had a great two weeks. I know I have. The Lord has truly blessed us with a great place to live, this earth that we have. The sun comes up every day, and regardless of the weather, it's always beautiful. You know, every day we got to choose between right and wrong. It's, it's a constant battle. The weapons of the Spirit, they're not carnal. They're not of this world. There are forces that are amongst us that are trying to pull us in all kinds of crazy directions. And we need to know and we need to be able to make determinations. And that could be from the people we hang out with, decisions we make on what we're purchasing, decisions we're making on what we're putting into our bodies, our political views, policies, what authorities that we can trust and which ones we cannot. These are all things that we need to judge every day. And yes, we do make judgments. We just have to avoid being judgmental. We can't look down on people for doing the same things we're doing. And so we need to repent as well. 1 Corinthians 2.15 The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. So we're going to judge everything. We have to judge everything. But we're not subject to mere human judgment. We have one person that's going to judge us in the end. Everything we said and did and all, even the things that we didn't do. We must constantly be using discernment. And discernment is the ability to judge well. The devil does a really good job sometimes hiding what good looks like and makes the bad things look really, really good and twists the words of people and of thought to make horrible, horrible things seem okay. That's where prayer comes in. We can pray for discernment in our everyday lives. Last week I talked about how to pray. One of the things that you can ask for is discernment. How can I tell good from evil? Lord, be with me while I'm making decisions so that I make the right decisions. God has provided us with gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. One of those gifts is the discerning of spirits. That gift helps us determine right and wrong. The gift of discernment of spirits also helps us determine good and bad people and good and bad ideas, and our people being driven by some sort of spirit, a Jezebel spirit, a religious spirit, an angry spirit. All of these things we need to realize in order to make better decisions, to give us a better ability to discern. One of the things that we review a lot is we hear of these prophets that are on the radio and on TV talking about the world's going to end, or we're going to have all great prosperity, and these things are going to happen, and that's going to happen. How can we judge the words of the prophets? Are we supposed to judge the words of the prophets? Because prophecy is another gift of the Holy Spirit. But the one thing about prophecy is prophecy comes through a human vessel. And so we need to be able to discern what prophecies are of God and what prophecies are from the human vessel. Matthew seven, fifteen through 20. 
Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By the fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. By their fruit. This verse goes for prophets the same as it goes for people. We need to judge the prophets based on their fruit. We also need to judge the people we hang out with from their fruit. Or the people we're thinking we're going to hang out with by their fruit. Or the politicians we like by their fruit. Or the people we respect by their fruit. Are they genuinely a good person or do they leave a wake of destruction in their path? Are they trying to be a benefit or are they trying to succeed for themselves? 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-20 Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. So when we look at these prophecies, we need to view them. Do they match the word of God? If they match the Bible, okay. Did they come true? Well, then it could be a prophecy. Does the prophecy glorify God? Does it lead you toward God? Does it bring you liberty from bondage of fear? What does that still small voice say? If the still small voice in your body's going, run, you ought to be listening to that. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. We need to measure these prophecies based on those rules. In one of the stories of the Bible, there's somewhat hidden a little bit of good and evil and a little bit of a decision, and Jesus is there to help us understand it just a little bit. Luke 10, 38 through 44. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What he's getting at is Mary was listening to the word of God at that point in time. Mary was sitting there with Jesus, taking it all in. Martha was distracted by the ways of the world, and she became angry. She made a decision not to sit with the Lord and listen to what he had to say. She made a decision that she had to do other things that were distracting her from the Lord. We need to use caution with that. Don't be distracted by the lies the world is telling you. Use discernment and follow Jesus. The Bible says, give no room to the devil. Sometimes the things that are distracting us are idols. In the story with Martha and Mary, was the idol 
The preparation? The preparation was definitely getting in the way of time with Jesus. We need to use caution when it comes to things that are distracting us from Jesus. We need to use discernment and remove those things. In that story, Martha was feeling bitterness and sounds like maybe even a little bit of anger towards her sister. Bitterness and anger are of the devil. That story's not saying you should be doing all the work and let other people sit around. What that story is saying is when Jesus is right there in front of you, maybe some of the other things aren't nearly as important. As we start thinking about judging others, because we do judge others, we make decisions about people based on how we're, if we're going to hang out with them, if we're going to do things. With them. Are they bearing good fruit or are they not bearing good fruit? Because we should not be around people that are bearing bad fruit. They become thorn bushes and thistles. Our garden should be free from thorn bushes and thistles. We should with, be with people that are building us up, bearing good fruit. But we need to remember this. Matthew 7, 1 through 5 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's the important part there. I want you to remember that, the measure that's used. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. John 7.24 says, stop judging by mere appearances. Instead, judge correctly. In the Matthew verse, we're talking about the measure, using a specific measure to judge against somebody. If you're going to judge people, you should be measuring them with the standard of the Bible. That's it. You should be reviewing their actions, and is it bearing fruit? Are they good people? You should pray for discernment. And in the John, you can't judge on the appearances. I will tell you, I do a lot of things where I have to look into issues that occur, where problems happen, where appearances aren't always what they seem. And what I can tell you in my years of service working in emergency services as a manager, the one thing I discovered quickly was just because there was a problem doesn't mean the problem came from where I thought it was going to come from. In fact, most of the time, the appearance of the problem at first was much worse than what the actual problem was. And so you've got to be patient, you've got to be calm, and you've got to judge all of these things. You have to review what happened. You need to pray. You need to go into the Word. You need to be cautious. But mostly you need to use discernment. And then later on, it, it talks about being a hypocrite and first taking the plank out of your eye. You got to look inward. Are you doing the same thing? Romans 2, 1 through 4 says, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for whatever point you judge another. You are condemning yourself because 
you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on the truth. So when you, mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think that you will escape God's judgments? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Look inward. As you're reviewing the Bible and you're learning your way, look inward. You can't grow unless you know. And so we need to review the things that we're considering judging others over and decide, are we doing that as well? How many times have you gotten an argument with somebody or a discussion with somebody and they start interrupting you? And they're interrupting you over and over and over again. And then you interrupt them the first time and they say, stop interrupting me. You always interrupt me when we're in an argument. Do you think they're a hypocrite? Maybe they don't realize that they're interrupting you as often as they are. Or maybe you were interrupting them all the way through the beginning of the argument or every other argument you have with them, you interrupt them. So we need to look inwardly. We need to review our thoughts. So how do we share our findings? We must share our findings with love. When we're looking to provide feedback to a person on things that they might be doing that are not godly, we need to do it with love. And Jesus did everything that he did in the corrections. He did them with love. Now, you can be bold and you can make statements, but you you have to do it inwardly with love. Arguing with them, beating over the head with a Bible, yelling at them, that doesn't work. That pushes them further away. That's the devil getting in your way. You need to approach them with love. 2 Timothy 2, 23-26 says, Don't have anything to do with foolish, stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. We must be gentle. We gently persuade. And Jesus is the truth. When we speak of the truth in this verse, we speak of Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the light. But we are supposed to talk to them. Matthew 18, 15 through 17 says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault. Just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by testimony of two or three witnesses. 
If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as if they were a pagan or a tax collector. That's where you're using your discernment on who to hang out with. If you have a problem with somebody, if they sin, talk to them. If they're a Christian trying to be better and trying to do the right thing, they'll listen. They'll take that inward reflection. They'll review it. We need to judge how people are judging us as well and repent if necessary. Again, Matthew 18, 15 through 17, what if you're the brother or sister that somebody's coming to? We need to think about it. We're not perfect. I recently had an instance where I said something in a podcast that somebody said, hey, can I talk to you about that? And we talked. And you know, it had to do with judgment. I had made a statement about judgment that we aren't supposed to judge. We're supposed to love. And what I meant to say was, we're not supposed to be judgmental. And so my brother or sister came to me and pointed out my fault just between us two. I'm sharing it with you as a point. And I listened and I took an inward look and I realized I meant to say judgmental instead of judge. I looked at the Bible verses and it all made sense. And that's where this podcast was born out of. I'm not saying when people say bad things about us, we need to think about them. That's not what I'm saying at all. Bad things are of the devil. This person, when they came to me, they came to me with very heartfelt comments. And I could feel the love from those comments. They weren't saying, this is ridiculous. This is bad. They weren't saying anything like that. They were saying, hey, you might want to take a look at this. So when you're speaking to a fellow Christian and they're giving you advice or they're making suggestions, listen. Confirm with the word. Confirm with the Bible. But listen. The Bible is love. And I did a lot of thinking about the Bible as love. The devil has been trying to make people think that quotes from certain parts of the Bible is hate. It's not hate. The Bible is simply the standard that we're going to be reviewed by in heaven when we answer to God. The Bible is the standard. The other morning I was woken up early with a thought. And the thought was, the Bible is love. And that kept going through my head. The Bible is love. The Bible is love. What came to my mind first was John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God equals love. Okay, so just work with me. God equals love love. Minutes later, another verse came into my head, and it was John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word is God. The Word equals God. So now we have God equals love, and the Word equals God. 
So what I came up with, and the word is the Bible. So the word equals the Bible. So that means the Bible equals the word, which equals God, which equals love. So in the end, the Bible equals love. We need to use discernment. Man sometimes says quotes from the Bible are hate. They're love. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, perfect will. We can't conform to man. We need to stay with God and his will, which is spelled out in the Bible, which is love. The Bible isn't hate. Judging and being a hypocrite is hate. We need to turn away from that religious spirit. Standing on the mountaintop, judging people for their sins, you have not repented for, is hate. These are the things that drove Jesus to the cross. When you start reading the Bible and you look at the religious spirit that was against Jesus, it was a religious spirit, a hypocritical religious spirit that drove him to the cross. It was all prophesied in Isaiah, but it was a religious spirit that drove him to the cross. So in the end, we need to be thoughtful and mindful of when we're judging others. Because we're judging others to make a decision for good and evil, for us. And we need to do that by their fruit. And when we do talk to people about things that they're being measured on by us, we need to make sure that we're not being hypocrites. We're not being judgmental. That we've repented for that. And in the end, we need to come there with love. Because if we don't go to people with love, they're going to push us away. If we don't go to people with love, we're caving into that religious spirit that put Jesus on the cross. Lord, I thank you for all you've given us, especially the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that we continue to use discernment wisely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening again to another Blessed Winds Bible message. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. All of you have a blessed two weeks. 